NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles, so come hang out with the crew. All the info at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 20th, currently 11.09 on the East Coast, here to start a brand new week of NBA betting. And joining me here to break it all down on this Monday episode, you guys know him as a superstar of the show. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell coming off of a heater. What's going on, my man? What is going on? Yeah, it, yeah. Last week was a crazy heater, like an absolutely crazy heater to the point where it's like, you know, I think there was only one losing day last week out of the last seven days. I think there was only one losing day. Everything else was a couple of games over 500. So uh, insane. Absolutely insane there. Yeah, hopefully we can carry that into uh, this week here, uh, Terrell. I know. What, about two, three weeks left for the regular season uh, of the NBA. Then we'll get into the play-in tournament and then obviously the NBA playoffs um, to kind of wind down the season, man. I can't believe the season has really kind of flown by. But uh, for those of you listening right now or watching live, if you haven't heard, we are going now seven days a week. Uh, we did have our first weekend episodes this weekend or this past weekend, I'm sorry, on Saturday and Sunday. So, again, this is the best time to subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the wherever you listen to the pods, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple, Google, wherever the uh, case might be. We are now seven days a week. Um, how's your betting turnout yesterday, Terrell? I know you guys, you and uh, Delante had the show yesterday. Yeah, I hit the lock books minus two and a half, even minus three and a half. It depends where you got it. You still hit it. So bucks minus two and a half, minus three and a half in the first quarter. And I just, you know, bucks had to come back and really try to bounce back in that game after getting handled by the Pacers late in that game at home. Yeah. And so I thought they'd come out with some intensity and they did. And then it fell off and yeah. it fell off for about two quarters. And then the fourth quarter, they pick it up again. And still didn't get the cover, but we took the first quarter, so that's all we needed. And then I missed the dog. Ah, just uh, if anybody knows, you know, we I think you were was you on the show where I took that Spurs first half. No, it was Scott. Probably. That was Scott. Yeah, yeah, I took that Spurs first half two to one. Came back again on the Spurs first half, and then they were down twenty four points. And somehow Atlanta ends up still losing the game. So we should have just <laughs> took the full game spread on that one. That's bad on me, but it, it, we still had a great day. How do you only score 35 points against one of the worst defenses in the second half? I have no idea. I, I truly, I like it's truly mind blowing to me, but I'm also realizing that I feel like if we just every time somebody goes up 20 points, if we just took the money line on the other team, I think we would be profitable. Oh, like, yeah. I, it happens so often that I think we would make money no matter what, what team it is, no matter what situation. If they go down 20 points, just take them on the money line. And at some point, 
we may lose more than we hit, but we're going to make more money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think there needs to be like an app set up where <clears throat> if a team is down 20 live, like we just need to get an alert on our phone and just go yeah, just, on that team. Or just a, let's, let's talk to Kramer. Kramer does some nerd stuff like that. Like he code us a program where it just automatically bets on the losing team down 20 points. Yeah. Um, all right. So you want to dive into the games here, man? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do this. Uh, we got six games on the schedule here today. Let's start it off with the first one on the board. We got the Indiana Pacers. They are in Charlotte here tonight to take on the Hornets. It's going to be a 7 o'clock Eastern start. Um, looking at the opening lines for this game, we have the Indiana Pacers that opened up as a 2.5-point favorite. Uh, that number has now been bet down to minus 1.5. Charlotte, uh, sorry, the t- uh, total opened up at 232. That number's been bet up to 234. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start here with the Pacers. Uh, they are going to be without Tyrese Halliburton. And we have questionable tags on Chris Duarte. Um, Benedict Matherin, Isaiah Jackson are all questionable here tonight. And then for the Charlotte Hornets, uh, the usual suspects are out. We know LaMelo Ball is gone for the season. Uh, Cody Martin is also out. Mark Williams is also continuing to be out for the Charlotte Hornets as well. Um, Charlotte, let's start with the side here. Pacers uh, laying a point and a half on the road here uh, in Charlotte here tonight. What are you thinking? Are the Pacers not tanking? Am I wrong about this? Are the pay- like I get it. I truly get it. They just beat the Bucks on the road. Like I a hundred percent get it. But what are the odds that that was a complete and total accident, and they did not mean to do that? Um. Yeah, I, I, they're a game and a half out of getting into the play-in tournament bracket, but. I think even if they make it in there, I don't think they're going to win, whether that's against Atlanta or Toronto. But I mean, I just feel like we haven't seen Tyrese Halliburton for a couple of games now. Yeah. And this is the most important time of the season. And it's just like, if he's truly, truly hurt, like he's truly, truly hurt where he cannot play and you're not going to be without him for a little bit, it's like, do we just pack it up now, guys? I don't know. I, I want to back the motivation of them trying to get into the play-in, but I'm also hesitant to think that they might just say, all right, let's just sit everybody in. You know, if we lose, we lose. Yeah. Uh, on the road this season, I mean, they're pretty much right at 500, 17 and 18 against a spread, 14 and 15 as road underdogs, 3 and 3 as a road favorite. But defensively, over the last five games, Terrell, they are number 28 in the entire league. Defensive rating of 119.7. Ah, this I feel like this number is kind of spot on. I'm going Charlotte, man. Yeah, I was gonna say when I mean, Charlotte's been playing <laughs> Charlotte's been playing better basketball. Even though Charlotte has losses, like I get it that they just beat they just beat the Bucs. And you know, but after they beat the Bucs, they lost by 20 to Philly in Philly. Like, I really Charlotte's lost four straight, but it just looks like Charlotte is more competitive in the games at some point. I know Charlotte got drugged by Philly, but it just feels like Charlotte, like they, you know, those two games with Cleveland were slightly competitive. Uh, the game with Utah was competitive. I, I I, really just think I'm seeing better basketball being played by the Charlotte Hornets right now, especially on the defensive end. Like, look at the last couple of games. We're definitely taking Charlotte team total over. That's happening. We're definitely taking Charlotte team total over 141 to Philly, 123 to the Bucks, uh, 97 to Detroit. Then you have 115 to Detroit, 125 to Houston. We have to take Charlotte team total over. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Pacers. Or kind of going back to that Sixers game on was it on Friday or Saturday. They scored 26 points in the second half, or 28 points to the Charlotte Hornets in that game. Third third quarter they scored 13. Fourth quarter they had 15. But I know Philly has been one of the better defensive teams, um, mm-hmm. especially over the last five games, where they are actually number three. Where Indiana, like I mentioned, falls all the way down to 28. So I think this again, we'll, we'll find out a lot about them offensively here, where their motivation is at. Um, so I think that you probably get a discounted price on their team total here tonight as well. So Charlotte Hornets, yeah, I think take the home dog plus one and a half um, for you know picking every game here. Won't be betting it, um, but again, if you are going to bet this game, I think both uh, Terrell and I do like Charlotte uh, getting the points here at home. Uh, total Terrell that's sitting at two thirty four. Did see some money coming in on the over here. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I understand why points. I, I told you Charlotte same total over just seems like the way to go. You said it 28 defensive rating over the past few games for the Indiana Pacers. And I I would want to go full t- game over, but I think Charlotte has been playing better defense. Like if you look mm-hmm. at Charlotte's totals, they they've been playing a little bit better. Again, Philly is the outlier where I'm just we're just scratch the Philly game because Philly seems like now they want to go ahead and make a run for the one seat. Yeah. So, but you have uh, what is it? One twenty uh, to Cleveland. That's not that good. One fourteen, one nineteen. And then 103. So, like, they're kind of holding team. It's better than what the heck the Pacers have going on. Like, yeah. I think, you see here, they are, what? what is this, 18th in defensive rating? So, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Charlotte team total over. I like the over for the game as well. And hopefully, you know, with the outs for the Pacers, the full game over still gets there. Because yeah. you, you look like that you're missing Halliburton. You could have Matherin, you could have Duarte if you don't have those people. This total is sure to drop a little bit, right? And then Buddy yeah. Heald, you never know what Buddy Heald's going to do because uh, what did Halley's dad say? Stop dribbling the ball and just shoot. Yep. <laughs> you know, you want to dribble so much, just shoot. We got other people to dribble the ball for you. So, yeah. nah, man, I definitely love that Charlotte team total over. I like the over for the game, but I'd rather just take my chances with Charlotte cooking this Indiana Pacers defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm there with you. I was trying to look up the the, the pace numbers for uh, both these teams as well. Last five games, Pacers are number six as far as pace. Charlotte at number fourteen, so right above league average is Charlotte. And then again, top five, uh, sorry, top ten are the Pacers as far as pace goes. So, um, yeah, understandably, I see why the money has coming in on the over in this game. So let's get over to some player props here, Terrell. Anything that sticks out to you for this game? Uh, let I'm back on. Let's do Nick. Is it Nick Richards starting getting the start? Yeah, because Mark Williams continues to be out. That was the one I was looking at as well. As far as yeah, double double, maybe double double for Nick Rich. I mean, he's a really good Nick Richards. Put Nick Richards is a really athletic big. Like, I think he can give Miles Turner some problems, man. I think it's just it depends on how they run the offense today because it's so because if Terry Rozier has the hot hand, you know, they go to guys like Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, if they have the hot hand. But if you get Gordon Hayward and Nick Richards on a pick and roll and Nick Richards roll into the basket, he's really athletic to get around Miles Turner and make some plays. So I really do like that double double. I think Nick Richards could have a little bit of offensive game this game, to be honest. Yeah, I see a plus two fifteen for Nick Richards. Uh, oh yes, that is that's worth it. Double. 
That is worth it. see, yeah, what he's done over the last five games. He's averaging 9.2 points, uh, eight rebounds. Uh, he did have a double-double against the Cavs in that first game that they played them back-to-back, and then he also had one against Detroit. I mean, I know both of those teams are not great rebounding teams. I think I was also seeing that the Pacers are bottom three, I think. Uh, sorry, Charlotte is bottom three as far as rebounding. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good look for Nick Richards. Again, with Mark Williams being out, they really don't have that that depth at the at the center position. So, plus 215 there. Um, Pacers props are a little bit limited. Again, the questionable tags that we talked about with uh, Matherin, Duarte uh, are all questionable here tonight. So, I'm going to wait on those. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? No, I'm good. All right, uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Chicago Bulls. They are in Philly here tonight to take on the Sixers. Looking at the opening line for this game, uh, Philadelphia is a six and a half point favorite. That number has now just moved uh, to eight. It was at eight. Now it's at eight and a half. Um, at some of the sharper books, uh, looking at the total. Open up at 225. Let's pretty much stay the course at 225. Uh, let's look at the injury report here for both these teams. Let's start with Chicago here. Uh, questionable tags on Alex Caruso and Javante Green. And then guys that are out are pretty much guys that are on G League assignment. So nobody of significance that is out. For the Sixers, um, pretty clean injury report. Only questionable tag is going to be P.J. Tucker here tonight. Um, Chicago, they're... I think they're in a tough travel spot here or in a situation. I know they came off of that double overtime game against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves at home. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Heat at home. So, um, I mean, not as bad as maybe the Timberwolves, but we'll get to that game later. But uh, they are on the road here against Philly. Philly laying eight and a half here, Terrell. What are you thinking? Okay. So. My first gut instinct was that we just hammer Philly. Like, this is the perfect spot to hammer Philly. But there is a little shade of doubt in my mind. Because Philly has a winning record. And for some reason, Chicago will get up for this game. So, I feel like we have to be on Philly, though. Uh, Okay. I, I think we have to be on Philly, man. It's, it, it is, I just keep thinking of the Denver game and them going on the road in Denver and absolutely destroying that Denver team. And I'm hoping something like that doesn't happen if we get on Philly tonight. But Philly's been playing really well defensively. We talked about mm-hmm. the push that they're making for the one seed. They've turned, it, they've turned the notch up uh, defensively against teams, especially like when they're locked into the game. Like, uh, Pacers game, okay, 121. All right, that's not good to the Pacers. 82 to Charlotte, 109 to uh, Cleveland, 93 to Washington. Like, those are pretty good, pretty good numbers. Uh, I, I think we go Philly. I think we go Philly, and we just trust the gut. Yeah, I really do like Philly here tonight. Um, head-to-head, Philly has won 15 of the last 17 games against the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Uh, the most recent game, January 6th, Chicago did get the victory in Philly, so it made a little bit of revenge here mm-hmm. uh, on the mind of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they have split the season series so far 1-1. Uh, 
Um, but in that game in Philly back on January 6th, that was a game where uh, Nikola Vucevic had a triple-double uh, in that game, 19, 18, and 10. And that was a game where Zach Levine went off for 41 points uh, for the Bulls to get a 12, sorry a 14-point victory back in January. But, you know, like you mentioned there, Terrell Lack, Philly's been playing really good defense, man. They're number three in the entire league as far as defensive rating goes. Offensively, they're number one. Uh, they are net rating 18.2 over the last five games. And if we want to even break it down even further from uh, the all-star break, it's pretty consistent um, for this team. They're still number three in defensive rating and number one in offensive rating. So I know James Harden didn't play in the last game, so a little bit of rest for him there. Um, and Joel Embiid, I mean, he's just been a monster since all-star break he's just he's going for the mvp like there's there's no doubt in anybody's mind that he's going for that award so um i like philly here tonight man i like him early and i like a full game as well um total in this game terrell we saw some money coming on the over but settled at 225 mm-hmm. anything else you'd like there or as far as the total i'm sorry uh i think i want to go with the I kind of want to go under, but I, I I just feel like Philly, I feel like Chicago defensively, Philly can really, really fuck with them. Like they can really, really fuck with them defensively and put up 130 points in this game. Let's just go Philly team total over. Yeah, I I think, I mean, I was going to go full game over as well, but it just, gives me kind of pause if we see some dead legs from Chicago in that second half and then you'll see a fourth quarter where they only put up like 16 or 20 points which kind of kills the total uh, for the full game but yeah Philly's offense has been doing really well Um, I'll probably take a look at Philly first half team total or maybe in the first quarter because you do see Joel Embiid usually plays the entire first quarter and by the end of the first quarter he has at least like 14 points for the Sixers team so uh, that number for the first quarter for the Sixers is um 29 over on win bet. So that might be that might be something I will jump on here uh tonight in this game. Let's get over to some player props in this game. What do you like? All right. I am on Somebody, I thought somebody just said Maxi. Oh, Maxi has a podcast. Yeah, really? KW franchising Maxi over two and a half threes at plus one twenty two. Yeah, this just kind of feels like this feels like the Maxi game. The Maxi at home playing against, uh, you know, Chicago. You know, Chicago Bulls had that stigma of being a good team, even though they're really not. And it just feels like Maxi gets up for this spot. Fat, one of the fastest players in the league. I think that he'll be able to. Uh, you know, get behind them in transition. I'm really curious to see how how they match up to Tyrese Maxey in this game with uh, Patrick Beverly. Like, does Patrick Beverly say, "Hey, I'm taking on Maxey," or does he does he take on James Hart? And it's like, dang, pick your poison. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Tyrese Maxey in this one. Yeah, over two and a half threes. I do like that call at plus money. Um, do you not? How do you not take some form of Joel Embiid? I think it's an auto. I, I mean, I know the books have been like creeping his number up just because of the what he's been doing uh, since the All Star break. But I'm, I'm curious to see what he's done against the Bulls. Let's see here. So last game, so he didn't play in that January sixth game like we talked about. Um, 
uh, earlier this year, October 29th, he had 25 points. But then prior to that, he had 43 and 14. This goes back to last season. 43 and 14, 40 and 10, 30 and 16, 18, 9 and 7. He had a 50-point game way back in 2021. So he does put up the points against this team. I mean, who's going to hold him? You think Vucevic is going to be able to contain no. Joel Embiid? I don't think so. His number's at 33.5 for his points prop. Um, James Harden, 10.5 assists. I do like that. I was looking at his game log. Against the Bulls, um, he's had 11 or more assists in five straight career games against the Chicago Bulls. And then both matchups this season against the Bulls, he's had 11 assists. So um, not a big margin there, but I think that he can definitely rack up the assists in this game against the Chicago Bulls. So uh, I'll look at James Harden as well in this game as far as his assists to go over. Uh, anything else, Terrell, for this matchup? Mm. I pointing out Levine points, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Levine's been going crazy. I'm going back to that Patrick Beverly over half a block, man. Okay. He 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 just he keeps getting he just keeps getting the block. And if they just keep what is like what is this not lumber even set at now? If they keep giving us a favorable line with it, why not keep taking it? Like he keeps getting a block. Um, uh, I see 105. Over, like it's minus, yeah, 105. minus 105. Yeah, and he has a block in basically every single game he's played with the Bulls. Like I'm just gonna keep mm-hmm. rolling with you. That's just gonna be an auto bet until he just stops getting blocks. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, he's also been getting the rebounds, man. I'm not gonna lie. He's had a double, couple of double digit rebound games in there. Best um, offensive rebounding point guard ever. Yeah. Um, I want to see what his. Points and or sorry, his rebounds and assists, right? Because I know I cashed it by the hook in the game against the Timberwolves, but that's just because they went to overtime. Uh, let's see what he's done against the Sixers. Uh, eh, not much. He has gotten a block earlier this season against the Sixers, so I think you got to continue riding that train. Yeah, not much else for me. Anything else you got? No, no, that's it. All right, before we continue the conversation here for the NBA Gambling Podcast, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor, and that is going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving away larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is officially here. We're on to the Sweet 16. There's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100, and get 100 limited state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit from WinBet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offers have been changed. Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, the SGP guys are going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the historic Ice House in Pasadena, California, Saturday, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. Get all the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. And if you're looking to hang out with the guys of SGP, Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim, and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world, 
You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on rooms using promo code SGP15. All right, Terrell, let's get the ball rolling here, my man. We got the next game on the board. That's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are going to go to Madison Square Garden here tonight to take on the New York Knicks. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the New York Knicks at minus eight. That total is up to, sorry, that uh, spread is up to minus eight and a half. Uh, total opened up at 227 and a half. The number's been up slightly to 228 consensus across the board. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, questionable tags on Anthony Edwards. We saw him have the uh, right ankle sprain, but did see some reports that it's not as serious as they may have thought, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Rudy Gobert, also questionable here tonight. Nas Reed and also Austin Rivers are all questionable here tonight. Guys that are uh, doubtful is going to be Jalen Noel for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, for the New York Knicks, uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, nobody is on there except for two guys that are on G League deals. So healthy squad, Jalen Brunson, we saw him uh, play on Sunday. We'll be playing in this game as well against the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Minus eight and a half, uh, the New York Knicks are hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Huh. <sighs> I'm not laying as many points with the Knicks at home, man. <laughs> I can't do it. It's too many. It's too much room for error. It's too. It's way. There's way too much room for error for them to be laying eight and a half points at home against a random Minnesota team. And here's the thing: a random Minnesota team that could very well have somebody that just feels like the spirit of Michael Jordan fell across their body, and they want to go out here and start playing like Jordan, Curry, and Braun all walked into one person doing step-back threes, reverse layups, all this other stuff. I just – but it's also the fact of Anthony Edwards is not playing in this game. So the yeah. Knicks should really dominate this game. I'm, just give me the Knicks' first half. I would rather just take the Knicks' first half, get in and out of with the money, know that I feel good that the Knicks are one of the best first-half teams going against a Minnesota team that really doesn't have – you know, they're they're down Anthony Edwards. You have Rudy Gobert actually playing in the game, so that's a handicap in itself is the fact mm-hmm. that you're still starting Rudy Gobert. So, I yeah, I think that I just feel better about getting in with the Knicks early and not letting anything like that TCU and Gonzaga game happening in this one. Yeah, I think there's a couple things that are kind of working against Minnesota here. We talked about, you know, Chicago Bulls and Minnesota that played in that double overtime game, but they were able to stay at home when they faced the Miami Heat and did get the victory there. But for Minnesota, after that double overtime victory, they had to travel up to Toronto playing that game. Mm-hmm. Where they, they they got beat by double Steam digits. Rolled. Yeah, and now you're having traveled from Toronto to New York. I know it's not a big road trip, but the fact that This is their third game in four nights uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think more than likely they'll probably be without Anthony Edwards here tonight. And also you look at the fact that the Minnesota Timberwolves in non-conference games this season, 10 and 17 straight up, 9 and Mm -hmm. 18 against the spread, um, where the Knicks at home in non-conference games have been pretty good, especially in that first half, like you mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. 
They are 15 and 12 against the spread um, in non-conference games, but um, they're getting it done in the first half. And I think we're, I, I'm going to go back to the well. Nick's first half, Nick's yeah. first quarter team total, Nick's first half team total. I just think we'll see tired legs from this Timberwolves team, um, you know, coming into this game against uh, the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. We've seen it time and time again where the Knicks have kind of given it up in that second half. So you're 100% correct about yeah. that. I think I can still trust them full game. So, I mean, if you want to go in a trifecta spot to the first quarter, first half, and the full game, I don't know. I mean, I guess I feel like we have to take the Knicks. It's really hard to, to back. Because, like, who's – I mean, Mike Conley's too old to be going crazy. Is He's not going to go crazy in this game, is he? Maybe uh, maybe Jayden McDaniels has a good game on the offense. His offensive game has been pretty decent, and he's really good yeah. uh, defensive-wise. So, he's going to stay on the court, so – Maybe it's Jake McDaniels for Minnesota that has a really good game. In fact, I'll stake mine because Jake McDaniels has been really good the past few games. I'll stake it on Jake McDaniels. That just tells the fact that we're reaching for guys that are like fourth or fifth players that are expecting them to have the good offensive game against the Knicks. I know a lot of guys are injured, but for this Knicks team, I mean, they're fully healthy, right? Jalen Brunson yeah. looked really good in that first quarter on Sunday. Um if Rudy Gobert does play in this game, they're probably just pick and roll him to death and, and get lobs either Mitchell Robinson or Jalen or sorry, uh, Julius Randall. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, um, Knicks first half, take the Knicks first uh, half team total as well. I- I'll be on the full game for the Knicks as well. I think this is a good spot for them. Um, total in this game, Terrell sitting at 228. Any thoughts there? Let's go with the under. Like under Minnesota's yeah. been not the worst team in the league defensively for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how this Knicks defense normally gets down. You have no Anthony Edwards. You have no Jalen Noel. Those are two really big scorers for this Minnesota Timberwolves squad. So I, I just, I mean, Austin Rivers is coming in. He may be another person to have a good game, but it's not so many people that are going to really put up points on this Knicks defense. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and go under. Probably like Anthony. Oh, sorry, uh, Austin Rivers, who will probably turn into uh, Michael Jordan here tonight. I can see Austin Rivers having a five-three kind of game. Yeah, I wonder what um, his what's his three-point prop at. I'm not sure if I see. I saw props. And, you might have you might have to wait because you know yeah. you got to wait for the injury report to be finalized, and he's coming off the bench. But he's, I mean, you got to think with the minutes he's playing, it's mm. it's probably at what. Two and a half plus money, maybe laying juice on one and a half. Like they're not going to set it obnoxiously high. And this yeah. could very well be the Austin River. Austin Rivers is a guy that can get up in, in Madison Square Garden. I know it's I, only, I, yeah, go ahead. No, keep going. No, I was just going to mention that uh, I know it's only one game that the Timberwolves have been without Anthony Edwards, but with him this season, 114.2 offensive rating. And again, it's only one game sample, so we can't really you know, talk a lot about it, but that game without Toronto, they had an offensive rating of 104.8. I understand it was a back-to-back situation as well. So again, uh-huh. something to take into account uh, for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves here tonight. So definitely check the injury report, but I think even with Edwards, if he does play even some other guys, I still think it's a smash spot for the New York Knicks here tonight. Um, any other player props? I know you mentioned, we mentioned Austin Rivers, but any guys for the Knicks side? Uh, Let's go Back to the assist for Jalen Brunson, and you kind of talked about it. And what I was thinking of is that that pick and roll is going to be nasty with Rudy Gobert. Like they're going to attack him on the pick and roll and Jalen Brunson going to look like, oh boy, for Kansas State in that Kentucky game. 
uh, Noel. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think that his assists are live in this game where he can he can eat off of those bigs. He makes he makes the right decision majority of the time. He's such a score. Like it's just so hard to. I didn't think that when Jalen Brunson came back, I was gonna immediately be back on Jason Jalen Brunson points and assist props, but he's just so good. He's yeah, so he's really good at good. the game of basketball. It's really ridiculous. His footwork is so good, man. It's really good. Um, like he doesn't look like he missed a step, and he missed like three, four, five games. Like he was gone. He was gone for a minute, and he didn't look like he missed a step at all. Yeah, it took him. I was watching this game on on Sunday morning, and it was he took that first three pointer of the game, missed it, got the rebound back, and Jack and not jacked it up. He shot another one because it was wide open, and uh, he made it. And then after that, it was just history. I think he had like sixteen points in that first quarter uh, for the uh, for the Knicks. But yeah, going back to your point about the assist, uh, that number is at plus one ten for over five and a half. He did have five against the Denver Nuggets, um, and then. On Friday, on March 3rd, he had eight assists against the Heat, six against the Nets. So, yeah, I think there definitely is a possibility where, again, if we do see the pick and roll early, that you may want to get on uh, his assist here. I know there are a lot of, some books do offer live props, so definitely keep an eye on it. One matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves earlier this season, he did have 23 points and eight assists in that game, Terrell. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> he's got it. I Somebody's Jake asking for some, the double double. Yeah, and Jake said Hart double double too. Hart Hart can just fill up a stat sheet, man. I can never yeah. get mad at a at a Hart double double. But that twelve to one Brunson double, and that's more than what it normally is. He's normally at like seven to one, six mm-hmm. to one, seven to one, maybe an eight. But twelve just seems ridiculous. So yeah, I'm with you on that, Jake. Are you gonna be back on Kyle Anderson tonight if he plays? <sighs> yeah. You got to. He's going to have the ball in his hand all the time now. I mean, outside of Mike Conley, you know, he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot. They may look to him to be a scorer a little bit. And uh, especially if they're pulling Rudy Gobert outside of the paint, somebody else is going to have to get rebounds for this team. And you've seen that he's not afraid to go rebound. So I think Kyle Anderson double-double is back in cart. Yep, I agree about that 100%. I'm just trying to see how Julius Randle has done against the wolves um 31 earlier this year he made eight of 13 three-point shots as well um yeah not much else for yeah i think the jalen brunson player props probably the best one there uh anything else for this game Tro? i know no but in wow ed cooley going from providence to georgetown they must have threw him a bag Oh yeah, I was saying the reports of that this morning. Nah, it um, just got finalized. Literally, yeah, it just got finalized. That's they had to throw him a bag. Who just leaves Providence to go to Georgetown? Like, all right. Uh, next game on the board, we have the Dallas Mavericks, who are going to be in Grizz or in um, Memphis here tonight. I had that banner wrong. Let me quickly fix that, but. Dallas Mavericks in uh, Memphis here tonight to take on the Grizzlies. Um, this line opened up in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies at home. Uh, let's see here. Minus one and a half. That number's been bet to minus two. Do see some minus two and a halves out there as well. Looking uh, at the total, 229 was the opening number. The number's been bet up half a point to 229 and a half. Looking at the injury report for the Dallas Mavericks, Luka and Kyrie Irving are both questionable here tonight. Uh, and Markeith Morris is questionable here tonight as well for the Mavericks. 
For the Memphis Grizzlies, Stephen Adams continues to be out. We know Brandon Clark is gone for the season. And John Morant is going to be out for this game as well. And Triple mm-hmm. J, Jaron Jackson Jr. is questionable here tonight as well for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Jarrell, let's start with the side here. Grizzlies laying two and a half points, hosting the Dallas Mavericks uh, in this game. Yeah, this is a lot. Memphis minus two and a half. This, okay. this, is, this is a lot. Uh, there, this is. I think this is an overreaction to the game winner in LA. But you don't know if you're getting Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, or, like you said, popped up questionable. Luca is what Luca is out or questionable? Questionable. Yeah. So I mean, you don't know if you're getting either. And I guess like if you get them, both of them, you definitely feel different about the Mavericks going into this game. But. How it just looks right now, I'm not 100% certain if you're getting both of those guys, let alone one of those guys. And as I'm right now looking at it, this is this is the line indicates that they're not playing. Yeah, I think the line indicates that they're not playing. And so if this is really the best that they're going to do with those guys out of the lineup, then I'm going to take it every single day of the week because this Memphis team has shown that they can still go out there and win games without John Morant like they've done this for the all of John Morant's career like all of his career for now is just off the field issues but first John Morant had injury issues and they were still going out there and winning games they have a cohesion they have a way Taylor Jenkins has his team playing to where they don't need their star to go in there and be able to win games and the Mavericks have yet to find out any way shape or form of stopping anybody on defense so I think even without John Morant Memphis can still put up a bunch of points in this game yeah, I'm all over. I'm all over Memphis Grizzlies in this spot. I, if this is a situation where I'm willing to just take my shot, bet Memphis now, and if Luca and Kyrie end up playing, then I'll hedge out and I'll just you know hedge out, go even, be fine. But other than that, I am perfectly fine taking my shot on the Mavericks now and just saying that they're not about to come back on a road game against Memphis with no John Morant. And the next, like, isn't the next game on their schedule? Yeah, the next game on their schedule is a home game against the Warriors. So I'm really, really going to just take my chances on them saying, well, let's not come back the last game of a road trip. Mm-hmm. And let's just go ahead and come back the home game against the Warriors in a game that we're really, really going to need because the Warriors are right there in terms of seeding. Yeah, I think there's a couple things for me that I really do want to wait on. The first thing I did look up this uh, for this Memphis squad is how do they do in games after they've played the Golden State Warriors? And so, so they played them already. Well, this was the third matchup this season. They're 0-3 uh, ATS in the games after oh. facing the Warriors, and then they're 1-2 straight up. But I like that the, ankle, though. Yeah, and then, but again, like you mentioned, that if Luca and Kyrie don't play here tonight, obviously the line is going to flip to probably Dallas. What favored by a point or two if both of them are in? Yeah, if they're fa- if they're yeah, it's like Dallas minus one, minus two. Yeah, so I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to lean here with the Mavericks, just kind of fading the angle of fading the Grizzlies after they've played the Warriors. Because, like I said, they are zero three this season. After, against the spread, at least after they've played the Warriors again, we know that's a big get-up spot for the uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see, but right now I do lean with uh, Dallas here um, uh, for this game. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? 
That number is sitting at 229 and a half. Let's go with the over because Dallas can't has still yet to show that they can play any shape or form of defense, honestly. That Lakers game was was better, but I just I don't trust them of playing defense any any way, shape, or form in this game. And I think that we can see at home uh, Memphis really be able to get up and down the floor a lot more than they did in Dallas where, you know, it was 104-88. They didn't have to put up a bunch of points because mm-hmm. freaking they ran ran through them. Now, this is I would say this is a get-up spot for Dallas to want to have a better offensive scoring game, especially if Triple J is out. That's rim protection, really, really yeah. big, really, really big piece. And I'm not going to lie, he might have affected this spread, this total by himself, him just being questionable. Yeah. So, I'm I'm 100% on the over as of right now. We'll wait and we'll see what happens with Triple J. We'll wait and we'll see what happens with Luka and Kyrie. But there is a possibility where, you know, Luka or Kyrie come back and Triple J sits. And then now you're just going to have just an influx of points. So I I think I feel pretty confident with an over. And then, I mean, that's a perfect handicap there that if, if, even if one of the guys, even if Luca or Kyrie are in and Triple J is out, I think that again opens up a world of opportunities uh, for the um, for the Mavericks guard. Yeah, I mean, pick and roll. Right? Yeah, pick and roll opens up. You can they, those stars can get more by the basket. That'll open them up from three. Like the Mavericks without Triple J, this Mavericks offense really, really should put up points and. If he is announced out, I probably will get down on the Mavericks team total over. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for me. I agree about that point. Um, all right, let's get us some player props in this game. Anything that you do like, at least for the Memphis side? Yeah, somebody said Tillman double double. I think that's I think that's a pretty solid look there. Nick pointing it out. Yeah. I Canard uh, uh, threes from Reggie. Yeah, I, I like. I like Tyus Jones' assist. Let's go with Tyus Jones' assist. Over seven okay. and a half at minus 125. He should have a real – he should be handling the basketball. Did, uh, this defense for the Dallas Mavericks is going to give him plenty of opportunities for assist and maybe maybe like a points and assist for Tyus Jones because he's been scoring the ball a lot recently as well. I think those are pretty good looks. I want to find another – I, I want to wait until Aldama – is comes online and I want to get down on his rebounds because he's a he's a big guy for them that will or the defensive end just kind of cherry pick a rebounds by the rim whenever they come off the and you know ignite the fast break for them so I, I want to look at Adama rebounds and maybe a 10 rebound game for him when they drop his props because they should probably have him lower than Tillman Tillman's expected to get the start yeah um just saw a note come across that John Morant is expected to be back on Wednesday for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in that game. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. We'll talk. Well, you guys will talk about that on Wednesday. But um, yeah, I didn't really have many player props for this game. Um, agree about your Tyus Jones look. I think you know he's been playing really well for the Memphis Grizzlies in the absence of John Morant. Um, but yeah, nothing else really kind of stuck out to me. Uh, all right, before we continue the last two games of the night, um, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. 
Other side, they're heating up for March Madness and the NBA playoffs are around the corner as well. They have college pick them uh, is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket has already been busted after day one. I think I saw after last night, there's only one perfect bracket remaining, but underdog fans. Mm, there's one, nah, there's not one perfect bracket remaining. There's no That's, perfect brackets remaining. There's no I'll have way. I'll to pull it up. Uh, I think there's no way it's a perfect game. bracket remaining. Nah, <laughs> it's no way it's a perfect bracket remaining. There's no, don't listen to Moon Off. There is no perfect <laughs> brackets remaining. I'm going to try to find it, but I'm pull it up. But uh, yeah, head over to Underdog Fantasy. Uh, they have also have uh, your favorite college basketball player props as well. So uh, underdogfantasy.com, use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. All right, Terrell, let's get over to the last two games of the night. Uh, we got the Golden State Warriors. They are in my parts of the town here, down here in the H. They are going to be taking on the Houston Rockets here tonight. This line opened up as a 10-point favorite for the Golden State Warriors. That number has now been uh, bet up to minus 11.5 now is what I'm seeing as the updated number. Total opened up at 238. Uh, that number has been bet slightly down half a point to 237.5. Do see some 238s out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Golden State Warriors, um, come on, Looney, questionable here tonight. Andre Iguodala is out. Gary Payton II is out. And then we know Andrew Wiggins is missing some time uh, for personal reasons. Rockets did play last night against the Pelicans, where they did take a 10-point loss. No injury report submitted for them yet. They do get that extra time because they are on a back-to-back. But, Terrell, it's... Almost kind of like pick your poison here, man. But I know the Rockets have been playing better, but the Warriors have just been atrocious, atrocious on the road this season. Does that continue here tonight, or do you think they turn around against this Rockets team? The line just went up again. It's at 11 and a half. Who is, who is laying double digits with the Warriors on the road? Who is doing <laughs> this? Why do I feel like we have to do this? Because, oh, my gosh, all the sharp movement is on the Warriors. All the sharp plays on the Warriors. Everybody is taking the Houston Rockets. And I get it. I 100% get it. Because there's no reason ever in life to take a team who is 7-27, and 7-28, and 28, something like that on the road, and lay double digits with them. But there, there's obviously some, there's obviously some people that are smarter than you and I. Because one and a half points is not anything to play. There, that is enough sharp movement to move one and a half points. People are putting some serious money on the Warriors. And I... I... I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. How can we How can we take advantage of this? There has to be a way we can take advantage of this for the Houston Rockets. I think for the Rockets, you probably want to look at them early if you want to back them because this is this is their third game in four nights for the Rockets. They are on a back-to-back situation. And I'll just throw out the back-to-back numbers for the Rockets this season. They're 3-8 and eight against the spread. Um, the total they are – let me see here. I just had it on my notes. Uh, five and six to the under, so nothing of significance there. But – I think that maybe the tired legs catch up to them in that in the second half if they keep it competitive early, because I think third quarters for the Warriors are were or are still a thing 
right? If they do get down early and the defense is not there. So, and that's why that's exactly what I was looking at it because there's, I'm telling you, the, the sharp movement that is happening in this game, the reverse line movement, the sharp movement, the line continuously moving. Like I saw it at 10, I saw it hit 10 and a half, I saw it hit 11. As you were reading off the injury report, it went to 11 and a half. Mm -hmm. There is some heavy sharp movement on the Warriors here. I don't feel comfortable at all doing that. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take the Rockets first quarter. And Rockets first quarter is plus three and a half, 200 on the money line. We have last 10 games for the Rockets at home. They are seven and three to the first quarter spread seven and three at home Golden state warriors well you know for the history of the golden state warriors they've been bad on the road in the first quarter but the last 10 games have been nothing different one and nine in the last 10 games on the road in the first quarter so i think we get in and we get out and we just pray to whoever it is you pray to that the rockets can give us what is 12 minutes 12 minutes of good basketball is all i ask 12 minutes of good basketball can we get 12 minutes of good basketball against one of the worst road teams in the league we're gonna find out who the crappier team is here at least in the first half (laughs) (laughs) i'll say this that this is a fourth match of this season between these two squads um so obviously Golden State has won all three. They've won, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They've won ten of the last eleven games head to head against the Rockets. And a lot of those have been by double digits, except for mm-hmm. two games. Uh, but also I was looking at the head to head matchups this season. Golden State has scored at least 61 points in the first half in all three of those games. So so they had 61. Uh, in the first matchup, and then they had 68 at home, and then 66 uh, in the third matchup. Right now, I'm seeing their first half team total at 61. So I think that may be a play what I'm going to be on for this Warriors team. This just reminds me of that game where they had, it was on the road in the Alamo Dome against the Spurs. And they just put it on the Spurs, like from they just completely put it on the Spurs. But the oh, difference yeah, yeah. is that was like a six, seven point spread. This is 10, 11. Yeah. I mean, maybe we just don't get I mean, because they beat the Spurs by 30. So maybe you just don't get caught up in the number and you just say this is going to be similar to that game where they lost a crazy amount of road games, came back and got an easy opponent and absolutely laid them out. So I guess for the full game, we do have to go Golden State minus 11. But I would so much prefer, and it's honestly a little bit more of a sweat, if we take the Rockets that first quarter and then we lie bet the Warriors after that and just say, all right, now do your thing. Yeah. I mean, last three games or the three games this season, Golden State has made 24, 25, and 26 three-pointers in each of those games. <laughs> and we know how bad the Rockets' uh, three-point defense is. So, look, if there was – and I think I said this last week as well for the Warriors, if there's going to be a, a smash spot for them to get a road victory here and kind of get some of that sour taste out of their mouth, coming into Houston where they're on a back-to-back situation, this is their third game in four nights. Uh-huh. I mean, I think this is this is pretty much set up for them where they've had so much success against this Rockets team, especially a guy like Clay Thompson. I know we'll get into the player props here in a second, but let's get over to the total here, Terrell. Uh, that number is now at 237 and a half. Any thoughts there? 237 and a half. 
Ugh. I mean, just because Golden State, Golden State doesn't, they don't pick it up defensively still, do they? No. Road, no. No, they just they just outscore them in this game. It's not that they play, they don't play a complete game. Like something, there's still road woes here. Like they're not going to come in here and play a pl- complete game where they score a bunch of points and hold the Rockets from scoring, right? The Rockets still score in this one. Yeah. Yeah, we go over. This is, yeah, this is no brainer. We go over 237 and a half. This is one trend that I've been writing all season long for this Warriors team. Um, just off of one day rest, they're 26, 12, and 2 towards the over at 68.4%. Uh-huh. It's even better when they are on the road. Uh, that goes to 15, 5, and 1 at 75% towards the over. So, um, and those games are averaging about 241 points in those games, uh, and they're giving up 124 themselves. So, yeah, I think it's over or no bad. Maybe if you don't think the Rockets, or maybe they do get some tired legs in that second half, maybe look at Warriors team total full game uh, if you want to go that way. Mm. Um, but I think that I think Warriors should have an easy time scoring points here tonight. Um, let's go over to some player props here. Uh, Terrell, what do you think? Yeah, I will take. I mean, I'm I'm back. Pool Pool needs a wake up game, man. Poole needs a serious wake-up game. Like, Poole, when is the last time Jordan Poole's given us a 30-piece? Like, um, Let's see here. Jordan Poole's last 30-point game was back on March 2nd, actually, not too long ago. He had 34 against the Clippers. Whoa, wait, hold on. March 2nd? This is – what is it? What is today, the 20th? 20th, yeah. Oh, come on. That's a long time. <laughs> 18 days to be exact. Pool and pool needs to wake up. And this is the perfect game for a wake up. I'm going short and pool. Okay. Uh, let me see if yeah, that was a game without Steph. Well, they had a 34 point game. Um, I think you got a ladder Clay Thompson threes, man. I mean, this guy just absolutely lights it up against the Rockets for whatever reason. I don't know if somebody cussed him out or, or said something to him, but the two games this season. Three games this season, he had 14 in the first game, but then the last two games against the Rockets, 41 points, 10 of 13 from three-point land, and then 42 points, 12 of 17. Um, Those games may have been without Steph Curry as well, but again, I I just think that this guy just owns a rock, especially from beyond the arc. So I currently see his three-point prop at four and a half. At plus 125, I think you got to get on that. Steph Curry as well. I think this is just a game where the this, where this Splash Brothers just kind of go off uh, against this Rockets uh, three-point defense. I'm trying to look up what Steph, if he's played against the Rockets this season. Um, yeah, so he had a double-double. He's actually had a double-double against the Rockets in three of the last four games. And then that one game he did, he fell one assist short. And you take a look at his threes against the Rockets in the last three games, eight, seven, and seven. So they're going to put a, like a same game parlay together for Clay Thompson, Steph Curry to have six plus threes. I think that might be worth a look here tonight. Uh-huh. Anything else? No, no, I'm good. All right, last game of the night. Let's get over to Sacramento Kings. They are in... Utah here tonight to take on the Jazz. This line opened up in favor of the Sacramento Kings. Minus six and a half. The number's been bet down to minus five. Total opened up at 238 and a half. The number's been bet up to 240. Uh, do still, yeah, 240 is pretty much consensus. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Sacramento Kings, uh, Kevin Herter and Trey Lowes are both questionable here tonight. 
both guys are dealing with um, shoulder a shoulder soreness for Trey Lyles and then the uh, hamstring for Kevin Herter. For the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson has already been ruled out. Colin Sexton continues to be out with a left hamstring strain. And Laurie Markkinen is officially questionable here tonight with back soreness for the Utah Jazz. Um, is the Terrell rule in effect here? Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You really want Markkinen playing this one. I will say that. Really, really want Markkinen playing this one. But am I going to back down? Am I scared? No, because whenever, whenever this injury report has looked bad for Utah in the past, They've still found ways to get it done for us. I trust them to still to still get it done. There's no reason in changing this. There's no reason in changing the philosophy. There's no reason in switching up now. We've literally been riding this trend for the entirety of a season. The entirety of a season still hasn't let us down yet. It still has not let us down yet. So why why give up on it now? Why give up on it now? Let's just go ahead and finish out the season. Utah plus five. Utah sprinkle on the money line. I mean, and this Sacramento team is feeling themselves a little bit. They 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 need due to be humbled. They are really really due to be humbled. You don't go on a road trip and win every single game on the road trip. Absolutely not. You have the last game. You've already won. What was this? A four game road trip. You won in Chicago. You a buzzer beater in Chicago. You go and you win a close game against the Brooklyn Nets. You absolutely handle the Washington Wizards. You don't come back on this side and just think that you go through an entire road trip with uh, sweeping the whole road trip. Absolutely not. No way. They take a L. They're looking. They're looking ahead to going back home. They're looking ahead to Boston tomorrow. Boston tomorrow. To if Boston I tomorrow. I already see minus four for Boston too. By the way, so let's just go ahead and get down on those on that Kings plus four and get ready to light the beam tomorrow. But beam is down for maintenance tonight. Utah plus five. Utah on the money line. If I said after the All-Star break the Kings are 7-0 and straight up and 7-0 and against the spread on the road, would that phase you? Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. You said on the road. Okay. I was, wait, I was like, wait. No, they took a loss since the All-Star yeah, break. Yeah, on the road. Oh, okay. On the road. All right. Well, no. That's actually very impressive. Really, really impressive. And Mike Brown locked up that. And it's... The the day I come out here and I say, you know what? Just bet Joe Mazzula for MVP. I'm not coach MVP for yeah. Coach of the Year. Uh, the Kings just go apeshit, and the Boston Celtics can't do anything. And Missoula walks out to the three point line trying to get a timeout. It, it, you just can't bet the Boston Celtics at all, no matter what. Like they even blow futures props that they should really cash. So, yeah, all over. Um, I'm still over the the Jazz in this spot. They take their first L on the road today. It's Mike sneaky Brown. elevation. Don't forget sneaky elevation. Yeah, that's true. Mike Brown is now a minus twelve hundred to win Coach of the Year, followed by Joe Mazzulla at five to one uh, for Coach of the Year. Joel Embiid now at to minus two twenty for MVP. But uh, I'm going to wait for the marketing injury. I'm going to wait for the marketing injury. Um, I mean, it's impressive what they've done on the road. I mean, for the Sacramento Kings team, the way they've turned it around from. God, the last, what, decade, we can say, since they made the playoffs? I mean, for them, after the All-Star break, to go on the East Coast and get these victories and not only win, but also cover the number, uh, that's been really impressive. But, man, it, it's tough to go. I know Utah has been really good as a home underdog as well. And just man, look, we get, as well. we get Utah as a dog tonight, and then we get Sacramento as a dog tomorrow. Yeah, that makes sense. 
That's how that's how that's the script. I'm telling you, I got the script right here. Where where's my script? I I, I lost my script. My script was sitting here. I had it, but it it's on the script. It's right there on the script. Jazz as home underdogs this season, eight and two straight up, nine and one against the spread. I'm gonna wait for the marketing news. I'm gonna wait for the marketing news, but I'll lean with the Jazz here getting the points. But if marketing does play, I'll, I'll get on the Jazz with you. I, again, nine and one against the spread as home underdogs. I think that's again very very impressive. Uh, all right, total here, Terrell. We're seeing two. Let's call it two forty. Oh, over. Yeah, over. I, I over. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't questioning that at all. Over. I don't care if you're missing Clarkson. If your Sexton's been out for a while, I, I trust this Jazz team to not only put up points but give up points. And the same thing for this Sacramento team. Sacramento, it' crazy. They have one of the best records after the All Star break. Yet they continue to give up 120 points per game. Yeah. Um... Sacramento on the road, they are 22 and 13 to the under, 9 and 8 as to the under as a road favorite. Utah as road, sorry, home underdog, 6 and 4 to the over, 39, 29 and 2 overall to the over for the full season. Um, yeah, I don't love it, but I'm, I'll lean towards the under in this game. I don't love it. Um, you mentioned again, both these teams can put up points, but I think without Kevin, if Kevin Hurd's not able to go here tonight, I mean that's a big um, one of one of their best shooter, if not the best shooter on this team for the Sacramento Kings. And also, Trey Lyles has been really effective for them coming off the bench, um, or that's been knocking down threes or even getting to the basket and fishing around there. I think that's those are two key guys that they probably will be without here tonight. Um, I think a lot of it depends on Laurie as well, like we talked about, officially questionable here tonight. So. I'll lean under until we get more clarity on these injuries for both of these squads. Uh, player props in this game, Terrell, if anything that you do like? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's all predicated on, again, Laurie playing. And because, you know, I'm going to be all over my guy, Laurie Marketing, to have a big game if he plays. Uh, Walker Kessler, I think, should have a pretty solid game, too, as well. Yeah. I think that he can, he can, yeah, he can really take that matchup against a bonus and really uh, own that and understand that's his aspect of the game. He's been playing really, really well his rookie season. So, and I'm going to, I'm on uh, Abaji. I like Abaji threes here. And I think Abaji is that, that extra guy that can help them get over the hump of this. I see his threes at over two and a half at plus 130. Mm -hmm. And, I, I feel good about that, even if marketing sits. If marketing sits, they're going to find offense from somebody. Yep. Somebody somewhere is going to give them offense, and I like Abaji to be able to to sneak out and get a lot of good open looks from three. Kelly Olenek, I like his threes, too, at over one, uh, one and a half at plus 135. I like his threes as well. For him to be able to help spread the floor a little bit more, he found himself open in the corner a couple of times in this game, knocked down a few. So those are two three-point flops that I really, really like for the Utah Jazz today. Um, look at some bonus PRA last three games. And this was again, so two games this season against the jazz. He's had 21, 14 and eight, and then 28, 11 and eight. Currently seeing his PRA at 41 and a half gone both on, uh, sorry, gone over in both of the games against the jazz this season. And if you want to go back to one more game, his last game with the Pacers against the jazz, 
42 points, six rebounds, and three assists. So I think that might be worth a look for me here tonight uh, against the uh, Utah Jazz. Uh, anything else, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, it's time to get into our lock and dog for tonight. Uh, you want me to lead off or you want to go? Uh, you can go ahead. I think you went last time. All right, uh, for my lock, I'm going to go Nick's first half against the Minnesota Timberwolves here tonight. Um, mm-hmm. That number is – let me check over on win bet. Um Next first half is at minus three, minus four and a half. Um, again, this is a just a really bad spot for Minnesota with the travel situation I talked about. The double overtime against Chicago, traveling to uh, Toronto, and then now going to Madison Square Garden, possibly without Anthony Edwards. Offense just doesn't look the same without obviously whether you don't have Anthony Edwards, right? I mean, that's your best scorer. You don't mm-hmm. have Carl uh, Anthony Towns either. Um, dealing with a lot of injuries, maybe you're gonna get. You're going to get tired legs from this Minnesota Timberwolves team. And then for the New York side, I mean, everybody's healthy. We saw Jalen Brunson return. Looked like he didn't miss a beat after, you know, being in and out of the lineup with a foot injury. Uh, I think they'll come out and play real well here in the first half. Give me the Knicks minus four and a half. Possibly could be a double-digit game by halftime. Also do like the first half team total at 60 and a half. Uh, For my dog here tonight, let me see. Mm. I might have to go to a player prop. Uh, what the one? Well, we talked about Nick Richards, didn't we? I liked his double double at plus two fifteen here tonight. Um, Pacers. I know we know historically they give it up the rebounds to that center position. He's had a double double in two out of the last five games. He'll definitely get the minutes here tonight, trying to go up against or trying to defend Miles Turner. But I think this is a good spot for. Nick Richards, he he should be able to get the points as well. Uh, rebounds will be there for him as well. So double double at plus two fifteen. I couldn't talk anyone off of that. So I will take that uh, as my uh, dog. Double double. Nick Richards at plus two fifteen. Terrell. All right. Let's see here. Do we double lock the Knicks or do I call my shot with Memphis? And just say that the injury report falls in our favor. Well, I if anything changes, uh, this is a good reminder for uh, while you think through it to let our listeners know to make sure check out our picks closer to game time over on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA picks. Again, we record early, so a lot of these injury news do come out later in the day. So you'll get our up-to-date picks over on the website. So make sure you bookmark it because uh, we do put our picks up there every single day. Yeah. All right. Let's just let's just call our shot with Memphis. And if the injury report doesn't fall in our favor, we can we can hedge out of this and be pretty all right, because everybody knows I'm on that next first half play with you. So mm-hmm. you can call that a bonus lock for me. But let's go Memphis first half minus one and a half. We talk about how good the the New York Knicks are in the first half. Memphis is right up there top of the league with the New York Knicks, especially at home. Nine and one in the first half ATS, their last 10 home games. And think about this. These are the last 10 home games without John Morant. And so so they're still covering that first half number. And then you have the Dallas Mavericks on the road last 10 games, three and seven to the first half number. You have no clue if 
you're going to get Luca, if you're going to get Kyrie, if you're going to get one or the other, you, you don't know if Triple J is coming in. So it's a lot of question marks here. But overall, looking at the two teams as they are now, if everybody is labeled out, I still like the the squad of the Memphis Grizzlies to be able to get this done. So I'll take Memphis that first half spread minus one and a half. And then if anything, I don't like I can hedge out and get Dallas at a still a pretty easy number for them. But even if the, you know, Luca and Kyrie come in, that first half number is still going to be like what, like minus one and a half or something like that for Dallas. Yeah. So I can still get a pretty favorable number in Dallas as well if I want to hedge out of that. So I'm going Memphis. Minus one and a half in the first half to get it done for my dog. Uh, everybody knows I'm on the Utah play. I don't want to cheat the people from giving them another dog. So let's let's go with let's let's go with Houston. First quarter plus one ninety five. All right. I don't hate that. They I win the first. They win the first quarter. We get a live line on the Warriors. Then they run the war, and then the Warriors run them out the joke. All right, I am officially changing my dog. Jalen Brunson's number continues to rise for his assists. We talked about. It's at plus one twenty now. I'll take the over five and a half on his assists again. If Rudy Gobert plays in this game, Terrell, and they're going to pick and roll him to death. Jalen Brunson's assist is at five and a half. Plus one twenty over. Oh man. That's free money. Yeah. I think I'm going to change that to six my dog. To that. Just yeah. need six. Yeah. And he did it earlier this season against the Timberwolves where he had eight assists. Yeah. And then I know I know Jake also mentioned his double-double at, what, 12 to 1. So if you want to, you know, sprinkle on that as well. So I'll officially change my dog. I'll be out betting Nick Richards for sure as well. I'll, get, like I'll take – so I'll take the Nick Richards dog then. All right, boom. So that's okay. how we do it. I'll take the Nick – so that's my dog. Nick Richards double-double plus 215. All right, and then I'll take uh, Jalen Brunson over 5.5 assists plus 120 in the sprinkle on his double-double at uh, 12 to 1 as well. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast here on this Monday schedule. Terrell, anything else you want to let the people know before we get out of here, my man? Yeah, so be on the lookout. I need everyone's support. I am dropping a podcast sometime this week. It could be today. could be tomorrow. I am dropping a uh, in with another podcast company. They gave me a podcast. People are crazy, but they gave me a podcast where I'll be giving out basketball picks, college basketball, NBA, WNBA, doesn't matter. Be giving them out almost 24-7. We'll see what the response is like, but definitely be on the lookout on my Twitter at really real underscore underscore, and I will come back here and mention it whenever I'm next on the pod again, and uh, it's actually loaded up. But quick 15-minute pod, giving out who's picks for the day and moving on. So should have a bunch of guests, a lot of cool people coming on to the show, some uh, professional players that should be coming on to the show at some point. So it's a really, really great opportunity. Just need everybody to support. This is a time, if any, you follow, if you're not following Terrell already on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to do so. If you're watching live, it's right there at RithyRail underscore underscore. Make sure to follow Terrell. Um just the king of hoops, man. Just driving uh, plays after plays, not only on the NBA pod, but again, on the college basketball experience. And again, whenever he drops it on his Twitter, the new show that he will be doing uh, for hoops, definitely check it out there for sure. And again, like he said, he'll mention it on the NBA pod here as well. Before you guys get out of here, there's 57 of you watching right now. If you haven't already smashed that like button for us, please go ahead and do so before you guys get out of here. And again, subscribe to the YouTube channel for the NBA gambling podcast. 
Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter as well at SGPNNBA. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Again, like I mentioned, but follow Terrell Instagram and Twitter at ReallyRail underscore underscore. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, same time for the NBA games on Tuesday with myself, Scott, and Delante. So look out for that. Till then, good luck with your picks here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>